Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's move back to finances because there has been a lot of talk about what is going to happen with layoffs and with the economy grinding to a much slower pace because of COVID-19. If you are a Canadian considering a deferred payment, what does that actually mean? Well, let's bring in Richard Moxley. He is one of Canada's leading authorities when it comes to personal credit, and he is also the author of The Credit Game and joins us on the line now. Thank you so much for joining us. You bet. Uh, What do uh, people need to think about? Because uh, I think there are way more people today compared to a few weeks ago thinking about this idea of deferring a payment. Uh, What does that involve? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of talk and hype about the deferred payment. However, there's uh, some some caution around that uh, that needs to be explained uh, that unfortunately isn't getting as much press as it should. Uh, so the biggest problem is that with a deferred payment, although the representative that you spend hours to uh, to finally get a hold of, uh, most likely they'll say, "Okay, you're you're okay. We'll defer that." Whether it's a mortgage, loan. Uh, utility, credit card payment, whatever it is that you're asking to be deferred, that can happen. But uh, the system is all or generally uh, updated with Equifax and TransUnion automatically. And so even though the customer service rep is marking on there that that you can defer that payment or the banks have just kind of thrown in these processes or systems that will allow them to defer a payment, that doesn't mean that their system is going to recognize that deferred payment as uh, like as a okay. Uh, it might just show up as a late payment. Would there be something being done then because we are in such an unprecedented situation? Would there be something or could there be something done then so it doesn't automatically look like that? And that's one thing that uh, why I wanted to get the message out in regards to how to protect yourself, because when there's an error or something happening in this uh, situation, uh, it can be disputed or it can be uh, fixed. Uh, but the problem is, is that if you go and see an error on there, uh, I think the first step is letting people know that there could potentially be a late payment showing up on your credit report if you decide to defer or need to defer a payment. So the first thing is be aware of it. Uh, The second is when you are talking to the banks or the lenders and asking for this deferred payment, the key is is try and get something in writing to confirm that they are actually agreeing with that. Because after the fact, once all the mess is done and, and things have settled down, if you're going to try and fix that with Equifax and TransUnion or, or get something confirmed or changed, then it's essentially he said versus she said. Um, so the Equifax and TransUnion aren't going to know whether 
you had permission <laughs> or or you just didn't pay. Uh, so essentially, if you have something in writing to confirm that they are okay with that deferred payment, then that gives you a lot more credibility or your dispute a lot more credibility than just someone else who doesn't have anything in writing. Right. And and much more in this case, uh, smarter, I would guess, to deal with that upfront rather than having to deal with something that comes up as an error. Yeah. When you're spending a couple hours already trying to talk with the banks, uh, it's best if you already have that in in the you know conversation while you're on the phone. Uh, now, some of the lenders and banks are, because they're so inundated with all these calls and, and requests, aren't able to really put anything in writing. So the other thing that you can do is you can try and record the call if you have the uh, ability to do that, but at least get the employee number or the service rep's name and then write the time and day that you've called and collect all that information and make sure that you keep it on file just in case something does happen uh, because to try and remember or to try and collect this information a month or two months or three months down the road is uh, is going to be challenging. So it's much easier if you're just already prepared. Uh, you, you're going to save yourself a lot of headache. All right. Great advice. Uh, Richard, we'll leave it there. But thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. You're very welcome.